Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. I'm Hannah. And uh, you guys may have noticed something recently. So uh, a lot of the movies we've been talking about are no longer Netflix movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't really been sticking to this theme. And... Uh, that kind of leads me to this big announcement. So, drumroll, please. This whole <laughs> beginning part was a lie. <laughs> um, so Still we've just drumming. been we've been thinking, you know, we've been running this show for a while, <laughs> and uh, we were thinking maybe it's time to rebrand. Yeah. Um, for a number gotta of reasons. Got to change with the times. Yeah. So Netflix uh, ain't doing so hot. Um, <laughs> that's an understatement yeah <laughs> they're uh, not respecting their transgender employees which um, nope. really they gets to us as a trans shitty... friendly podcast yeah they continue mm-hmm. to put out shitty comedy specials yeah and oh God, uh, yeah. and shitty horror movies too like uh-huh. I, I think I'm gonna be real the new Texas Chainsaw broke me inside so yeah. uh, that's kind of honestly, I mean, we've been having this discussion for a while, but that's really what put the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. We can't limit ourselves this way. Yeah, this is our last official episode of Netflix and Kill. Uh, it is also our 100th episode. So uh, yay, yay, congratulations. We, we made it to 100. It. 100 um, episodes. Yes. Pop the champagne. Rev up the chainsaws. Kill your favorite victim. Don't kill anyone. But you don't. know, in yeah. your favorite yeah. horror movie. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, so um, don't worry. We're not going away. We are rebranding. Uh, yeah. We are going to come out uh, with a new name, new art, new music. Uh, we'll make the official announcement on Twitter. And so yep. keep keep an eye on our social media, and um, I'm sure we'll do like a little announcement mini episode as well yeah there may wanted... or may not be a clue in this episode yeah um, i think there's been several clues within the last couple of episodes that we've had <laughs> yeah so uh just stay tuned we're really excited about this news um i think it gives us a more chance to expand be not be so tied to netflix as our brand Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, like, I think back when we started the podcast, that was like the main streaming platform that was popular, and uh, the yep. reason mm-hmm. I kind of went with that theme was because I felt like it was accessible, that anyone could go to Netflix and watch the movies we were talking about. But as the years have gone by, a lot of stuff has been taken off Netflix. There just aren't very many options there anymore, and and uh, also just... there's a. A very specific platform for horror films. Yeah. And it's a lot yeah. better with its selection. Hey, Shudder, please hmm. sponsor and us. Shudder, I'm not asking. On, I'm telling. Us. Yeah. Sponsor. So uh, it's just time for us to expand and broaden our horizons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, we're I, really excited about this. I recently had someone from Joe Bob Briggs's last drive-in follow me on Twitter, so like Holy I feel like shit. that's a sign yeah. that we gotta do something yeah. <laughs> to change Absolutely. the Netflix and, like, thing. <laughs> what's Kyla's got connections to Fritz Kirsch? Um, we yeah. have we are starting to do other really cool stuff, and like yeah, we're just we're really happy with the the following we've gathered and. Kyla has some, and Marty has some really cool plans, um, and we're gonna just make it a really fun community to interact with. Not that it hasn't been fun so far, but we're ready to do more. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're moving on to Gotta bigger and better things. Broaden the horizons, baby. Mm-hmm. We're growing yeah. up. We're growing <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, oh I mean, it is kind of funny to think <laughs> about, like when we first started this in what, like 2018. Yeah, uh, we, we were babies were all, in college. Yeah, we were all still in college, <laughs> and now we've been like graduated. We're like living adult lives, mm-hmm. which is and as crazy. the crow flies tomorrow morning, I'm moving in with Kai. So. Yes, <laughs> and they were roommates. Oh my god, we were roommates. <laughs> we were, but roommates. we're still friends, and we're still watching horror movies, and mm-hmm. we're still talking about horror movies, which is great. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so, uh, with that announcement out of the way, uh, let's let's talk about today's movie. 
Mm-hmm. Today's movie is so special to me because this, like, I know we talked about it in the uh, the uh, other episode that you can is say what we're doing. This episode, we're doing Evil Dead Two, guys. Yeah, we're doing <laughs> Evil Dead Two. I mean, but it's this the most, movie. This is probably the most specialist of movies to us, and what mm-hmm. better way to celebrate our one hundredth episode than with this one? This is my favorite horror movie. Yeah, like, it's so good. I, I think. <laughs> This movie was the foundation of our friendship, honestly. For real. This one and then the What We Do in the Shadows movie. Those were the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, like just at least once a week in college, we would turn on Evil Dead <laughs> or Evil Dead 2 mm-hmm. or Reanimator or What We Do in the Shadows. It was like a rotating. Or Army of Darkness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. We... If we all got like too drunk and just wanted to sit in the dorm room, we would just like turn it on just we, as something to have uh, in the background. We went on a road trip to go see Evil Dead the musical. Yes, that that oh, was one of God. the best trips that we've ever had. It's like so yes, on, that was like the favorite. year of Evil Dead was like 2017. When mm-hmm. we met Bruce Campbell at a book signing, uh-huh. we watched, like, I remember, like, when we came back, we watched, like, all of the movies back-to-back in the dorm room, mm-hmm. like, the whole night. Um, oh, I remember we, like, we stayed up, up super like, late and watched the hours. Yeah. <laughs> we were just high off of the, the chin himself. And oh, then man. we did the Evil Dead road trip. And then, me personally, I did, like, a whole big presentation on the directing style of Sam Raimi. So I, like, I remember that. listened yeah. to all the commentaries yeah. on repeat. And then we watched, I think we watched uh, the Spider-Man movies even after that, didn't we? Which, which yeah, led I in, think so. And, and Xena. And Xena. Which yeah, we started watching Xena other... too. Yeah. Yeah, so this movie mm-hmm. is really special to us. And I, mm-hmm. I, it's just very fitting as our 100th episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. And with the Ooh. fact that uh, the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness just came out, that... Uh, gives us a little more incentive to talk about a Sam Raimi film. Yeah, Sam Raimi. Uh, he's in back, the baby. News again. Yeah, he's back, baby. And everyone thinks this is too much gore when he's done <laughs> oh, much worse before. Yeah, he's done much worse, but I I still love what he got away with. Like I still think yeah. like it was way more than anyone else would have done. But For yeah, a with this movie film, it was just enough. <laughs> Yeah, and for this, this movie also is so special to me because this is the first movie I watched that made me like horror movies. Until Mm -hmm. this point, I did not like them. I didn't understand the appeal. And this movie just made me love it so much and was interested Mm -hmm. in, like, exploring more. Yeah. It's a gateway drug. Yeah, literally, okay, the, the, I guess my first experience with it was, like, a little bit of dipping my toe in the water with some of the stuff that happens in Ghostbusters. And then I went into what we do in the shadows, which is more comedy and then getting into like the evil dead movies. And then I think we watched just evil dead too. Cause you kind of didn't need to watch the first one, but then I went back and watched the first one because like, I wanted to see what it was like compared to the second one. And that's just kind of how I got into it. Like, this this movie really solidified like oh horror films are good actually. <laughs> uh, so let's get into things. Real uh, quick though, Kai, what was your first time watching this movie? Um, it was on the dorms with both of y'all. I think we had like watched. I want to say we watched the first two Evil Dead movies back to back, and then we went. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when they used to do that midnight breakfast thing in the cafeteria during like midterms? Yeah. Yes, I remember us watching mm-hmm. these both of these movies and then going to that, and it was like during midterms, and so mm-hmm. you know we were just staying up all night studying anyway. Yeah. Um. Except I wasn't studying apparently, so I was watching <laughs> Evil Dead too. So me too. <laughs> uh. But the thing about film school is you don't, you never actually do finals or midterms during those weeks. They're kind of due beforehand because it's usually a project. Mm-hmm. Uh. So anyway, that uh, that aside, yeah, I remember watching it with y'all in the dorm, and I loved yeah. it immediately. Um. This is when I was just starting to get really into gore because I had like worked on a couple of films. And uh, started kind of branching out into, like, different kinds of makeup and special effects. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, this was, like, one of the one of the movies that made me love gore. 
Yeah, I think very nice. This I think this one, and then I think American Werewolf in London, um, were the two that I really got into. And then after that, it was Reanimator, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm hooked. I love yeah gore effects a lot. <laughs> I remember what was it? My brother was the one who introduced this to me because I I did not like scary movies. Um, but he was like, I promise this one's funny. And it was. So that mm-hmm. was the thing that kept me going. And Will, goddammit, you're going to come on this podcast someday. Mm-hmm. You're going to yes, talk about please. shit. Please. Right. And I think what was the second movie? I think Hellraiser, honestly, was the second, like, movie that's, like, really a horror movie that really got me into the genre. And then I started watching, like, mm-hmm. American Horror Story. And then I watched, like, everything. It was just, like, I wouldn't even call it a snowball effect. It's like if someone threw a rock and then it magically turned into a building. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, I think for me it was um this is weird but the first VHS like really oh, got yeah. me into it cuz I yeah. I watched that movie when I was a freshman in college and I could not stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And um mm-hmm. but yeah, I think this definitely helped solidify it for sure. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So uh Evil Dead 2 very weird kind of sequel because it's also like kind of a remake yeah Uh, so the story behind this is that they actually didn't have the rights to make a sequel to the first evil dead because they had sold it to someone and then they were making the second one under i think de laurentis right yes yep i i looked up the the history of it too that it's de laurentis yeah yeah so they couldn't they couldn't technically make a sequel so they just called it evil dead 2 and remade like the first one as like quick and sloppily as they could at the first, for at the beginning um which i it, it kind of works as a build-up but like when you think about it um like so how bruce campbell tells it is basically like when people get really confused about why the fuck would ash go back to the same cabin and do the same thing (laughs) with a different linda (laughs) and then he's like well actually if you like just cut it at the very end of the first evil dead and then go into evil dead 2 right when ash is like flying out of the the front yard of the cabin and like into the tree that's like where you're supposed to cut it into the the first movie so that like it all kind of makes sense and kind of but not really there's a like a few little things that still don't really make sense if you do like just that honestly um, i'm here oh God, like i'm on guys- kai's <laughs> side with the vibes like it i don't fucking care that it yeah. doesn't make sense with the overarching narrative it's a good time y'all Just yeah have it, a it good doesn't matter time. but like there's there's a few things that like i don't know people get hung up over and i figured i would try and explain it do you guys remember yeah. when i was like a sophomore or junior and i decided i was going to take the first Evil Dead and, the, and Evil Dead 2 and try to splice them together into like one movie. Do y'all remember when I tried to do that? I think I do actually. I wonder if the entirety of Evil Dead is still on like the computers at our college. Oh, um, they were fully on the shitty laptop that I was using and they're probably oh. still on that laptop somewhere um, even though the drive is like totally burned. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I did that. <laughs> also, I remember one more thing from the the year of the Evil Dead. I dressed up as like my version of Ash. Yeah, and I um, went as her. And bird. it's my great costume. It's yeah. my favorite Halloween costume I've ever done. I need to do it again. I felt so powerful and sexy as Ash. It's a good one. I I remember being yes. Herbert West that year, and we did Ashbert photos. <laughs> we did do Ashbert photos. It's still a great ship. It's still a great ship. It's it's like one of my favorite crack ships. Like in terms of like weird Tumblr horror film fandom stuff, I feel like that one is the most fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And from what I understanding, I think the Ashes most of Ash's friends got cut besides him and Linda because they just they were they kept pitching things and it got rejected. Like there was like 
they were going to go to right to medieval times, like in the sequel. And they were like, no, don't do that. Make it like the first film. And then they had all the friends and they were like, no, 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 it's too much. You can't, can't have all of this stuff. And they were like, well, fine then. It's just Ash and Linda then. Fuck it. Yeah. I think they were trying to avoid quote unquote copyright infringement, even though they were the ones that made the first movie because, you know, other people had the license. And so like, mm-hmm. it was weird legal shit that they didn't have any control over. Yeah, but it does work thematically because, like, it can work as a self-parody, um, but it also works as, like, a, I've heard this theory before that Ash is stuck in a time loop and he's, like, reliving the same oh. day over and over. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, I kind of love that. Um, That's interesting. I like that. But yeah, the, the honestly, the this movie starts off just, like, the opening is so quick. Like, Linda dies almost immediately because it's basically mm-hmm. just recapping the first movie in a way. Yeah, um, in the first, like, ten minutes, they're like, we gotta yeah. get all this out of the way. Let's do it with some stop motion and silly puppets. Let's go. Which also, <laughs> this movie is intentionally a comedy. Like, it, it still has a lot of great... Spe- the thing I love about it is it's not, like, joke like like the way Shaun of the Dead is like it's a joke, you know? But mm-hmm. like they combine the horror suspense elements with like the setup for a joke and it's just the way things look and are executed is what makes it funny. Like mm-hmm. the whole first act when Ash is just being so fucking weird around Linda oh, is yeah. why so acting the in the overacting is so funny. Is, yeah, they really but it's try so to hard make their... to overact the way he does. They try to make their relationship very sappy, which is also funny. It's interesting to see how how Ash's character changes over the series because in the first movie he's like kind of this shy like nerdy guy and then in mm-hmm. this movie he's like just uh, crazy but like still has a heart because <laughs> he yeah cared a lot about his girlfriend I guess but then in like the mm-hmm. third movie and in the TV series he's just like this womanizer who's kind of an asshole <laughs> and I yeah. love all these versions of Ash and um I think it's like a good reflection on like the way he changes just based on how much Sam Raimi tortures Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah. He and puts him through like, the again, in this movie. <laughs> we said this in the last Evil Dead thing, but like for the first half of the movie, it's kind of the reverse of the first Evil Dead, where the first half of the movie is basically just Bruce Campbell getting tortured. And it's so impressive and so funny, and no one can capture like this strange campy tone yet also feel completely grounded the way he does the Mm -hmm. way he looks at his own hand with such contempt is fucking brilliant and i love it he commits uh yeah i mean if if sam raimi tells you you should probably overact this just to be funny he's gonna like fully go in on it and like I feel like that's a testament to his acting because he's not even really like overacting in the first one. He's just acting really well. I mean, there's like a few times that are like kind of silly when he like falls into the bookshelf like three or four different times uh, (laughs) in the first one. But like overall, it's just really good acting in the first one. Um, and then in this one, it's also very good acting, but he's also being a giant ham, and it's because yeah, like it's um, it's a it's a self parody almost. Raimi loves to get yeah. very like Three Stooges, which you can kind of start to see in yeah, this movie. That's his big influences, like, and you can tell once you know like Sam Raimi as a director is the Three Stooges and like comic books and like. Those those are like the the two really big things that he really loves putting references to in And for in this films. movie I also noticed more than ever before how much Bruce Campbell looks like Mo from the Three Stages. <laughs> like whenever he's like rumples his face up in that grumpy way I it, I finally put two and two together I'm like oh my god he looks just like Mo <laughs> Sam Raimi befriending this man because he looks like his favorite stooge. <laughs> I, I do just love their, and of course, like I'm sure the version of their dynamic that audiences see might not be what their real dynamic is, but for all intents and purposes, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell have this weird, like, sadomasochistic relationship <laughs> on and the performances because basically sam mm-hmm. raimi has made it his life's goal to just torment bruce campbell 
Yeah. Um, hence why mm-hmm. he's always getting beaten up on screen. Uh, mm-hmm. Literally getting in, beaten in up Doctor and Strange. behind the scenes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and yeah, to spoiler for Doctor Strange, he shows up oh. and then Doctor Strange just straight up makes him beat himself up until the credits end. Pizza Papa always gets paid, baby. <laughs> I think it's it's sweet and endearing because they're both in on the joke. I think yeah. they both understand what the limits are and what mm-hmm. both are willing to one of, commit. One of my favorite behind the scenes things from the uh, Spider-Man movies is when they're talking to Tobey Maguire and Tobey Maguire is like, He's like kind of quiet and like, I don't know, he's got that kind of shaky voice. So he sounds like he's nervous when he's talking about it. He's like, Sam Raimi likes to to beat Bruce Campbell with a stick. And then it literally <laughs> cuts to Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. And Sam is like whacking Bruce's knees in with this stick that he found on, on the behind the scenes <laughs> on set during, I think, the... the uh, the scene uh, where they're at the uh, the theater um, when he goes to go see MJ's play, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that part. There, this uh. the majority of this movie. Um, if you don't enjoy just Bruce Campbell absolutely annihilating himself, um, mm-hmm. first of all, I don't understand why you wouldn't enjoy something like that. And also, this might not be the movie for you. But also, it is the movie for you, because I severely enjoy this movie. Like, I, I get it sounds like, oh, yeah, slapstick, but you don't understand. The energy with which this man demolishes himself no, is truly No, he fully commits. Beautiful. He's doing yeah, he all of his stunts 100%. himself. He's 100%. And that's really He's, like, doing flips, throwing, throwing plates into his face, and then, like, falling down the stairs and everything. He's doing all of that by himself. Getting and, dumped like, with gallons of fake blood. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's really hard to track this first scene because so much happens but also you can like sum it up in like one sentence where it's like ash like is tormented by the evil dead yeah for i while. mean this movie really but, like, like it's difficult to get a, give a plot summary because not very much happens it's mostly just like a series of set pieces and comedy bits mm-hmm. um so like much wanna like get some first... champagne baby So, much like the first movie, it focuses on some young adults who go off to a cabin in the woods to spend time together, except instead of a group of friends, this time it's just Ash and his girlfriend, who quickly dies when they find out that um, a professor had been reading from the Necronomicon at the cabin, and they accidentally play Mm -hmm. the recordings of him reading it, thus summoning demons Girlfriend gets possessed. Ash is forced to kill her, dismember her, and bury her. He cuts her head off. Yeah. The the best part of that is when he's, like, looking around for the chainsaw, and then the the body without the head uh, busts through the door (laughs) and starts trying to kill him with it. And he's, like, fighting this dummy. (laughs) And Um, the dummy just still, even it's spewing blood onto him in this like massive projectile way where his mouth is open and he's just getting covered in goo but also real quick I want to circle back to when Linda comes back to life for the first time and they do this little claymation dance that's like mocking the dance from earlier but (laughs) it has my favorite moment one of my three favorite moments I can't I don't I'll hopefully remember the other two but this moment always makes me laugh when she does like a pirouette and then yep. she um like chasses into the air and disappears and there's this really funny little ah, ah. <laughs> yeah literally so- every time i watch that that part i think of you because like literally every time we've watched it together you do the little like ah! <laughs> like right at the same time that she does the sound design it's in this so movie is so good because it's like there's a lot of like creaking wood sound effects which is great to bring the cabin mm-hmm. to life but there's also a lot of goofy ass cartoon sound effects so there's a scene later in the movie where someone's eyeball goes flying out and it yep. goes into this girl's mouth and it just makes this cartoony gulp sound effect and it's yep. so funny. When it pops also, out of, uh, I think, I can't remember her name, Harriet, I think, right? Bobby yeah. Joe. No, uh, the uh, Ted Raimi's character. Ted Raimi's in this Henrietta. too, by the way. <laughs> Henrietta. Henrietta, Yes. I don't know why I couldn't remember. It's late at night. Um, <laughs> but when when Henrietta's eye pops out, it goes like... 
like half of this movie is just bruce campbell by himself going insane mm-hmm. so there's the scene where like while he's trying to deal with his dead girlfriend's head which is still possessed it bites him and it like possesses mm-hmm. just his hand so he has yeah. to cut off his hand um and then there's like but first the hand like right. beats the shit out of him there's yes. like a bajillion plates like in the kitchen his head and for like five and, like, minutes crawling around throwing things at him reaching for a butcher and knife love- I don't and know then, how, but this hand has sound effects. Like, it's like... Yeah, if you, if you listen really closely, if you listen really closely, it's actually saying words. Like, I'm, oh my God. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, like, it's Sam Raimi doing the noises. But it, like, at one point, if you listen really closely, it calls Ash a son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> like right, oh my God, there's one bitch. moment... After he cuts off his hand, where the hand is like crawling around the walls like a little mouse in a cartoon, and Ash is trying to shoot it, mm-hmm. and like it gets caught in a mouse trap, and Ash laughs at it, and then it gives him the <laughs> finger, and Ash oh. is just like, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ash's laugh at that point, he goes "Aha!" and then like immediately gets like the angriest look on his face again. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, we have to touch on before this the um the scene with the mirror because he like goes up to the (gasps) mirror and he's looking at himself in the in the mirror and he's like I'm fine I'm fine and then his reflection jumps out of the mirror and grabs him by the shoulders and goes (laughs) We just cut up our girlfriend with a chainsaw. Does that sound fine? And then it like starts choking him (laughs) and laughing and then it cuts back and he's choking himself and is uh very good. The effects on it's that very are good. so great too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They put makeup on Bruce to make him look even more evil. <laughs> they like oh, thickened I, his I eyebrows he... and made his nose more pointy. It's like really cartoony. It's very funny. I think this happened before, but actually, Ash gets possessed by the Evil Dead in this yeah. movie he turns into a dead eye he's flung out of the house he like has to be face down in this dirty ass puddle for like a minute and mm-hmm. then he comes up and he's a dead eye and then the sun comes out and he's not a dead eye anymore mm-hmm. um and oh then and when he has to, to like drive the, the car to the bridge <laughs> oh no oh, oh no no, no. <laughs> he's like just like totally hamming it up it's so funny and then the 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 evil force is like chasing his car and he like crashes his car into a tree and it throws him out the window and he like he like falls down i have seen that part gift so many times because for some reason a bunch of girlies on tumblr really think that when he gets thrown out the window he looks really hot i just think it's I funny. Mean, funny like Listen, the way he goes really he's like, like ah <laughs> well, and what is it they essentially well, essentially, they just tied him to, like, I don't even fucking know what they tied him to, and just drove him through the woods during the scene where he's just, like, flying mm-hmm. around. There's yeah. a behind-the-scenes thing from that that part of the movie, and it's like a dummy goes flying through the window, <laughs> and before, <laughs> before that, they're, like, talking... Like, it's Bruce and Sam, and they're talking. It's like, well, I hope you're able to pull this stunt off, Bruce. And they're like, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. And then it cuts to that, and it's like the dummy flung through the window. It's really funny. <laughs> it is really funny. There's this no reason for these men to gold. be as funny as they are. Like, I'm almost jealous of their, like, comedic timing. It's Well, and what is it? They do all the elements from the first movie, but, like, they amp it up to... 11 like the whole mm-hmm. thing of the force running through the forest is still there but this time it not only runs right at ash ash is running through the house and it's following and ash is just busting through doors through mm-hmm. walls He's anything like, to just yeah and then you see him like, like the look whole... around the room like where'd he go where'd he go yeah it's like so cartoony it's like mel blank levels of like cartoon looney like, tune oh. shit the whole setting feels alive too, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like the cabin has a, a personality, the woods. So um there's that great scene where he has a total breakdown and starts mm-hmm. laughing. And it, yeah, and everything, everything just like there's moving. a deer head on the wall, there's books, like everything's moving and all the objects are laughing with him and it's just <laughs> the the so lamp good. 
when he's like he's going up and down with the lamp. With the lamp. <laughs> yeah. And like I love the way he plays that too because it's very much his breaking point and it's the point right before the other characters are introduced so you see him really pushed to the edge. Um, where he's like covered in blood, viscera, everything. And he's, you can't tell if he's screaming or laughing. You can't tell what he's thinking. Is it despair? Is it like madness? It's really quite excellent. And then right when like the other characters try to come in, he shoots through the door and he shoots Bobby Joe. Yep. Yeah. Bobby Joe right in the shoulder. Okay, so before Ash has his little breakdown, they have a cutaway to um, a few other characters. There's um, Ed and Annie, and then there's um, Jake and Bobby Joe. So Ed and Annie are two explorers who uh, worked with uh, the guy that owns the cabin. The guy is actually um, Annie's father. Um... And Ed is like Annie's boyfriend, I think, because they, yeah. I think they kiss. But it's, like, it's like very, very short lived. We don't know like how serious this relationship is because Ed dies very fast. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like they're explorers. They have pages from the Book of the Dead that were missing, and so they're heading out to the cabin to go get all of the other resources that her father left there. Um. Meanwhile, they run into Jake and Bobby Joe, who I think Jake is like a road worker or something. And he's like setting up like um, like signs or whatever, saying that the road is closed because the bridge is out. Um, And so they're like, is there any other way around that we can get to this cabin? And he's like, "Uh, there's a trail. Uh, I'll take you there if you give me a hundred dollars. And she's like, and I'll, I'll give you a hundred dollars, and you also have to carry my bags. And he like looks over into the, um, into the car, and there's just like a single bag there. And he's like, sure, whatever. And she like smiles so evilly. And the next time they like cut over to them coming into the cabin, he's like carrying this huge ass trunk on his back. <laughs> so funny i like the new characters i like them a Mm -hmm. lot even ed who has no character ed is kind of just there to have an extra deadite come in later um which is fine i I love evil ed he's one of my favorites he has so many teeth the hair Um, (laughs) and he eats (laughs) hair um but I love Jake and Bobby Joe a whole lot. I feel like they get really underappreciated by Evil Dead fans. Um, they're kind of like just played up to be, you know, kind of stupid hillbillies. But like they also have like, because they're a couple and they like, they love each other so much. And Jake is like willing to beat the shit out of Ash for anything if it hurts bobby joe and i think that's just very sweet <laughs> in a way it is. yeah you get the sense that these two people like each other which is not normal for most couples yeah <laughs> presented They're, in any movie honestly like bobby joe gets shot in the shoulder and immediately jake like busts through the door and starts like wailing on ash and then throws him down in the cellar yeah. and then oh there's <laughs> a, a scene later on where he's like tending to her like little gunshot wound and she's like oh it hurts and he's like oh i'm so sorry baby (laughs) and like it's it's really really cute and then the uh scene later where he like they like bust into like okay so later on there's a scene where like the ghost of the professor shows up he's like (laughs) he's like fend for your lives and like jake and bobby joe are like holding hands really tight and they like do a like a, a zoom in on them like holding hands and they're like gripping each other so tightly because they're so scared and it's so cute I but then <laughs> it's even better because later after the whole monologue and after they've been shown holding hands she's like jake you're holding my hand too tight and then he responds i ain't holding your hand ba- bobby joe ba- baby i ain't holding hand. your hand <laughs> And she's she's holding the she's holding Ash's severed hand that's like been like harassing him all day. (laughs) Oh, also, real quick, there are two two things I need to bring up. 
one after ash cuts off his hand and shoots it he puts um he traps it in a trash can and just goes this is your new home and then covers it with books that say a farewell to arms Mm -hmm. and i just want to give this movie an oscar (laughs) before this though like as soon as he shoots it it, the wall starts leaking blood but it doesn't stop and it starts getting it starts leaking more to the point where it starts shooting a fountain into bruce campbell's face so funny this movie and then it like turns black and gross and then sucks itself (laughs) back into the wall and he's just kind of left there like confused about what just happened Yeah. This movie is very hard to describe because the plot is simple and complicated at the same time. And the, the details are the so is, fast and there's so much and it's beautiful. Like there's so much detail I love going into in this movie. The plot of this movie is a man is tortured so much and remembers that love is the thing that conquers everything. But the 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 like secondary plot of it is also Sam Raimi just wants to watch his friend get hurt a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah, it's um... God, it's so good. So there's also, the- like, when everyone else arrives, they throw Ash into the cellar, because, like, clearly mm-hmm. you know, he's there, um, Annie's parents are nowhere to be found, and he's covered in blood. So they draw some mm-hmm. conclusions, and they're like, oh, yikes. Yeah, you um, just murdered my parents. Yeah. Come to find out, mm-hmm. though, the uh, the wife of the professor got possessed, and so he had yep. killed her and, and he Yetta. buried her in the cellar. And so, by God, I buried her in the earthen floors of the fruit cellar, and then, boom, and then Ted Raimi <laughs> after Ash in the cellar, and like someone's in my fruit cellar. Oh, that performance! And is then great too. I hate oh. to say, like, there's I have conflicting feelings about this because in the script it said Ash screams like a little girl, which I have many problems with how that is framed. And however, the scream that Bruce Campbell performs after Henrietta pops up is the funniest fucking thing. That's the when other moment that makes me like laugh a little every girl. time. He delivers. He really does. It's so It's very it's so literal. Very um, good. And I have to say, Ted Raimi is so amazing as Henrietta. Like, they put him in, like, this full-ass, like, full body suit. And just knowing that, like, he was sweating so much in that thing while they were shooting the movie that when they took it off him at the end of the day, they could literally fill buckets up with his sweat. Like, that man was working his ass off. In there's, that, like, one in scene. mascot costume, basically. There, I think there's one scene where he's coming for Ash where you can literally see water, like, leaking out of her ears because yeah, he's sweating so much. Which does add to the, like, creepiness. It's, yeah, it's nasty. Like, they're they're actually, like going through it in like on set and at this point i'd like to say the deadites start popping up like whack-a-moles where like after we've had this This surprise this is very literal they like literally come up from bottom frame to scare (laughs) because like after like they lock henrietta up they let ash out um they try the whole trick from the first movie where she changes back into like the normal henrietta and is like i remember singing you a lullaby when you were just a baby and then when annie goes that is not my mother literally out of nowhere ed just pops up oop deadite (laughs) yeah evil he's evil Um, ed he's got a million teeth in his face and he just starts ripping chunks of hair off of people (laughs) and eating it (laughs) and floating we are the ones that were and shall be again we want what is yours life Uh, dead by dawn dead by dawn very quotable yeah Um, oh and that's when the eyeball pops into her mouth i believe (laughs) yeah so they're like trying to trap henria back down in the basement again and ash is trying to shut the door or maybe it was Jake, one of them just starts like jumping up and down on the cellar door, and her like face is like stuck. It's both of them, I think, actually. Yeah, her face is like stuck in between where the door is supposed to be shutting, and they step down it so hard that her eyeball flies out and right into right into Bobby Joe's mouth. And I love that that shot because it's like the eyeball is stationary, but the background is moving, so you know, like (laughs) it's like flying through the air. And then into her mouth. And then ah, I it's like one of the most 
Sam Raimi things ever because he it reuses really that is. trick at, like in everything. Mm-hmm. He like he did it in Spider Man too. He did it with the uh, the Doc Ock claws. Like he did it in Doctor Strange. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I, I get so also- pumped. <laughs> One thing I want to bring up that I really appreciate about this movie also is, like, thank God they do not redo the rape scene. Um, yeah, that's, which, I agree. You yeah. know, you always worry about that because there is a scene where um, she runs out into the woods and, like, yeah, the Cheryl. tree starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Bobby Joe, is that her name? Oh, Bobby Joe. Yeah, yeah. in this one yeah, it's Bobby Joe. And the Joe, tree yeah. starts to grab her and you're like, oh, great. But instead, it just, like, drags her through the woods at this comedic mm-hmm. speed and, like, slams yep. her into a tree. It's the, so funny. The implication <laughs> is that it drags her so fast into the tree that it rips her into basically, because it, like, it does spread her legs, but, like, to the point where it looks like it, they're, like, fixing a ripper in half. Like, yeah. It impact. looks a little exploitative, like, it exposes her midriff a little bit, and, like, there is a vine that goes into her mouth, but, like, in comparison, this is nothing. Yeah. Like, it's it's a brief moment in comparison mm-hmm. to the length of the original, and it yeah, is they definitely that not out as so explicit. Much in the original, and that's, like, something that Robert Tapper was like, mm, I, well, let's put that in, it'll be scary or i guess or something but people were like i uh, don't really like that and i don't even think sam liked it because i think he said he regretted putting it in because it did, just yeah. like well, took I think way it too long because- and wasn't as uh fun as he thought it would be i think yeah and i think it shows then that, that this one i think is a much more improved scene mm-hmm. yeah yeah because like this i feel like the much first more one's fun. only known yeah, I feel like the first one's only known for like, oh my god, they did that, Edgelord, ugh. Whereas this one's known for like, yeah, it's a little bit like the first one, but mostly it's just funny because all like, like, at first I'm like, mm, I don't know, this is kind of going, and then they just zoom her through those puddles and the speed of light, and I feel so like there's a car funny. sound effect or something. Literally, she's like bouncing up and down on the ground as she's like getting dragged. It looks like like a car when it's like going too fast on the highway. You know, <laughs> very funny. Um, yeah. So, oh, we also get to talk about chainsaw hand. So, like at, at some point, hand. Ash and Annie are the only ones left, and they got yeah. So the Jake, well, wait, Jake freaks out because Bobby Joe runs off after the hand grabs her, and so she runs off into the woods and dies. And so he's like freaking out. He can't find her. They're like telling him to stay in the cabin. They're like, she's dead by this point. Like, don't go after her. He goes and picks up the gun and he's like, we're going out there and we're going to find her. And if we don't, I'm going to kill you. And like crazy, but also hashtag love, love wins in a way. (laughs) It's a himbo Um, move. It's a himbo move for sure. Anyways, he like takes the pages of the uh, the Necronomicon and throws it down in the basement with uh, Henrietta, so that they can't go down there and like get it because he's like, "What's more important to me right now is finding my girlfriend," uh, <laughs> which she's dead already, and they kind of know this, but like he's stupid and in love, and uh, I love it. Um, <laughs> I love that um, the musical devotes an entire song to how great Jake is. Yeah, he is great. <laughs> um, so they go out, and then Ash gets possessed, um, and I think pretty much like throws Jake across the front yard, <laughs> and then like chases Annie back into the um into the cabin, and then so like he's like chasing her, and then at one point he finds uh. Um, Linda's necklace and he like real quick though real quick though before that there is a moment where she thinks evil Ash is coming into the house so she just stabs whoever's at the door and it's Jake <laughs> yeah it's Jake and, <laughs> and he's she's like, like dragging him out of the way and he's like grunting in pain because he got stabbed and I just love the way she goes shut up yeah <laughs> she, she, she just starts yelling shut up at him because this was like the f- the 50th take that they've done of this scene and like she's like extremely tired from trying to drag him this is sarah barry i love her hello it was so Um, funny i loved it she's like so exhausted that she's just yelling shut up at him and they're like that's the take we're gonna use because that's funny (laughs) 
like she stabbed him, but she's like yelling at him like it's his fault. Yeah. Anyways, Ash is still like running around trying to murder everyone. They hide Jake at one point. Um, I think. And then Ash like finds Linda's necklace and starts crying, and that's the thing that brings him back to being okay, and he like drives off the the deadite from being inside of his body with the power of love. And it plays well, the and I piano think piano motif from the beginning, and it's like, oh, love wins. <laughs> love wins. But yeah, I don't think they, they don't hide Jake. They kind of place him next to the cellar because they forgot that oh, yeah. was down there. And she just grabs him by the head, and then like she, as she tries to pull him back out, yeah, this they is how do Jake like dies. the whole wood chipper chi- trip where they just gush blood yep. all over her. Yep. They, they drag Jake into the... <laughs> cellar and just totally rip him to shreds and apparently um the guy that played him almost drowned when they did that because it kept going up his nose uh <laughs> fun very fun sam raimi and- i feel like especially in the early days was like you might die but it's gonna be fun <laughs> It'll look so cool, guys. And this, sorry, that was a huge segue to get to what Kai was talking about, which is arguably the most iconic part of this movie. Okay, so gotta talk about. So they're like, we have, we have to go. They're like, we have to go down there and gut ourselves a witch. And so Ash goes into the cellar and starts like whipping up this like thing to put on his arm, and then he like sticks his nub into it, and then. He's got a chainsaw hand, and he he pulls the the um the little rever cord. engine. Uh. I don't the cord on it. I I don't know words. I'm so tired. <laughs> but he pulls Come the on, cord. Use the on momentum. It and he they like zoom in on him. You get all this dramatic, triumphant music, and it zooms in on his face, and then he goes groovy, groovy. <laughs> and it's, it's so good. It's so good. And so they go back in the cabin and he starts to walk down in the cellar and uh and he fights he fights Henrietta. She comes out of the cellar. He like grabs the page. Okay. This is the funniest thing ever because this is not how the physics of paper works at all. He like he finds <laughs> the pages downstairs. And then he's like, I got him. And then he like throws them up at her and they're like still in a very perfect like stack when she grabs them <laughs> also this movie did take one of my biggest fears and turn it into a joke so it actually was easier for me to deal with i'm always scared when you're walking upstairs that don't have a back to them like you know like a basement stair like a, a ladder essentially and mm-hmm. henrietta grabs him by the ankles when he's heading back upstairs and just full-on pulls him back oh, into the yeah. basement and it's he, just the funniest fucking she, thing she pulls him in through the the crack in the stairs <laughs> it's so good it's very like, good it's so good yeah and we have ted Raimi acting his ass off like pulling bruce through the <laughs> stairs and then he like so then henrietta like flies up out of the um the cellar and is like she's floating she's full-on like floating mid-air and you get this shot of her like <laughs> rotating in the air while she's got a hold of annie and you can see that the suit has ripped at the crotch so <laughs> So like you, there's like this huge rip in in the ass of this costume, so you can kind of like see Ted Raimi through it. <laughs> it's so funny and so low budget, and they didn't have time to fix it, but it just adds to the charm. It- <laughs> this is one of those movies where the the details where you can tell it's a movie are what make it so special. It's like, yeah, they made mm-hmm. a movie. What's, what more do you need? They made a movie. <laughs> they made a movie. Look at this. But yeah, that's then he shoots her. I think she turns into this giant snake-like like, snake. weird thing. But and it it's got like monkey, monkey sound effects. <laughs> yeah. What is that? It's Sam Raimi and his fun little animal friends. That's what it is. <laughs> and the, the 
like big snake head like comes in and like gets right in Nash's face and like one of the like really iconic like shots of the movie where it's like like right into his face and it's in profile and he's like ah <laughs> I swallow your soul yep so uh, the other thing about this is that for most of the time it is Ted Raimi's voice that they're using for uh for Henrietta but then for like that line only it's Sam <laughs> Like Ted, like Ted is doing most of it, and then they change it over to Sam just for that line, because <laughs> I guess Sam wanted to do it. <laughs> um, <sighs> yes. And so uh, it's like, I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. And then uh, another, another very iconic line: "Swallow this." <laughs> yes. Um. So we've and also. Then, like, she explodes <laughs> like there's like a firecracker explosion when her head gets shot. <laughs> oh god! Uh, Kai, what were you saying? There's also what? Oh well, we've got to talk about the end too, and it's like mm-hmm. a lead into Army of Darkness, which we will have to talk about someday. Yeah. So they're yes. like, "Oh, it's fine. Everything's we we defeated the evil," and then. Uh, Ash and Annie are like fixing to hug and then immediately this like big apple head just like busts through the door. <laughs> they called it the rotten apple They manifested. Head. Yeah, they manifested the evil so that they can open a portal and send the evil back to where it came from. Yes. Which I guess um, is like a Ren Fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Annie gets stabbed in the back by the severed hand holding the deadite dagger. Um, so she can't fit, like, she almost doesn't finish saying the incantation. Her, like, dying words are, like, the incantation to open the portal to go back in time and, like, suck everything in. Because Ash's hand murders her with the dagger. Yep. (laughs) She 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 dies and it's upsetting because I really loved her character. Um, but I understand why they did it. Um, Well, what was it? In the commentary they point out she's the one who really solves the conflict. Ash is just kind of there in the ending. (laughs) Ash is there to like wave a chainsaw around and hit things while she actually does what needs to be done. Yeah, he had one job, keep her safe, and he couldn't even do so from his own hand. A true yeah. himbo. So when the okay, so when the uh um the nasty physical evil thing pops through the door, it turns Ash's hair white. He has like a skunk stripe. And it's one of my favorite things ever, and I wish that it stayed in all of the Evil Dead stuff after that because it's like one of my favorite details is when I Ash agree. has that skunk stripe. I um, will say though, it disappears it does... in Army of Darkness and it makes me sad. I-, I think they would have fixed this and I wish they would have. It does look very grease painty. <laughs> it does. It, it looks like they like painted it on with like some shitty makeup, but like. You know, in order to get like that stop motion kind of look to of his hair, like just like turning white, they the transition they a, is fine. It was just yeah. after that that I could tell it just kind of yeah. Put they some just white like painted it on, and they were fine with it. <laughs> which, and I'm fine with it also. Yeah, it's very silly. Um, anyways, he gets sucked into the portal. Like everything is getting like sucked in. Sad violin. The delta music gets so- sucked spinning. in. The trees. He's spinning around, and he's like, it's like, and there's like so much weird like '80s shit in the background. It's like laser beam lights, mm-hmm. little it fireworks. looks like Christmas lights that they creatively filmed somehow for the background. And and then he like, and he's just spinning in a desert in pasadena california or something and it's the 1300s yeah and there's knights and they're trying to fight a demon and ash like picks up his gun which he still has and shoots it out of the sky and all mm-hmm. these guys are amazed well first off they're trying to kill Sam him Raimi, right? like that's a deadite and then yeah one of them flips their 
thing up and it's it's Sam Raimi in his little Ren Fair cosplay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, Hail he who comes from the sky to deliver us from the deadites. Hail, oh. hail. And it's so funny because right up until this point, they like are alluding to the fact that it's Ash that's gonna go back in time. And they're like, This is the guy that was supposedly was supposed to take care of killing all the deadites and then he goes well he didn't do a very good job (laughs) (laughs) and he didn't (laughs) the thing i love about these movies and i really recommend everyone listen to the commentary tracks because they just roast the hell out of themselves Mm -hmm. ash and each other and it's the funniest fucking thing like the way that they deliver exposition in this movie is a lot clunkier than it was in the first movie but it's also way mm-hmm. funnier because they deliver every line like i can't remember the actor's name but when he delivers the line it's like some sort of hot tub time machine like that's how they deliver every line of exposition in this movie and it's so fucking funny it's like we have to figure out a way to send the evil back. And then in the commentary, Sam's like, oh, do you, Ash? Is that really what you need to do? <laughs> yeah, you can tell that this movie is made by just a bunch of people who are friends and they're just mm-hmm. having a good time. And I think For that's sure. part of why so many people love this movie and why it's so infectious is like, you can just just feel the friendship vibes in it. And uh, it's it's really nice. You can tell yeah. that they all really enjoyed working on it and um, that it was like a, a passion project and not something mm-hmm. they were just told to do by a studio. Yeah. Even though they were like, yeah, we want to make a sequel. It was, it's very different to like sequels now. Yeah. If like if they just remade <laughs> Marvel movies where they just pretended everything didn't happen and just started from scratch. People would not understand. They would be yeah. so right. Yeah. But like and now, I mean, like I wish people would do this more, just a soft reboot. They're just like, we don't really care about all that stuff. We want to do this stuff now. And I'm like, as long yeah. as you give me a good time, I'll accept whatever the fuck you want me to accept. Mm-hmm. The other thing is a lot of stuff is like so heavily like monitored. To the point where, like, everything that is done has to be, like, the best choice for making money, which usually ends up being, like, almost nothing. It's like, I don't know, a lot of of Marvel movies now, which, like, fine, whatever, if you enjoy Marvel, I have some qualms. I still love them sometimes. It does get a little tiring, and it's because a lot of it is just so formulaic and not fun anymore. Um, because, it, like, I don't know. It, it's all predictable, and, like, it doesn't feel like they had fun making it. Yeah, well, I think there's been a lot of talk, too, about how a lot of those movies don't feel like they have any kind of director's touch on them. Mm-hmm. With a few exceptions. Like, I would say the new Doctor Strange definitely felt like a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, I mean, there were, I think Guardians I f- of the Galaxy feels like a James Gunn movie. So there's a few exceptions. But if you just pull yeah. out random, like Thor the Dark World, it's like, I couldn't tell you. I don't even remember that. who did that one. Yeah, like, uh, I, yeah, I couldn't. Tell I remember you. they did Christopher Eccleston dirty in that movie. And that's yeah. it. Well, and for me, the thing I love about Evil Dead 2 is to a certain degree, it does kind of to a certain point then it kind of goes off on its own follow the formula of the first movie but it finds Mm -hmm. moments in between to just have scenes that just play like Mm -hmm. most of the movie is just seeing things happen to bruce campbell and watching him react to that and those like little tangible moments are just so fun and beautiful and i just want to watch that forever and i think everyone does because it brought got brought for another movie and a series and he has a very successful like book career and has built a very successful persona around this kind of interaction and i think that's for me what separates the the marvel's movies that have a touch is like yes they have to hit all these certain story beats but there are moments in between those story beats where you can tell the director just got to play Mm -hmm. and i love those moments I will say... And this movie as, feels like just those moments. Yeah. As a huge fan of Sam Raimi's, I feel like 
in my mind, there wasn't even enough in Doctor Strange. Like, I I live for that kind of stuff. I live for the stuff that he does in this movie and in Spider-Man 2. And, like, even though, like, there, there were moments that I could tell that it was Sam Raimi directing, I feel like there wasn't enough. Yeah, like, well, I, was... I needed him to have more creative control than they were giving him, and... Well, because those movies aren't made by auteurs, they're made by a yeah. committee. And so, it... you know, even yeah. though Sam Raimi directed it, it still has to pass through a committee of, like, 20 people mm-hmm. to get approved and go on screen. So I think that's really what takes away from that, that human touch, is that it's just, you know, it's, like I said, it's a movie made by a committee. yeah. And I, and I, th- I think a lot of movies are afraid to show their seams and like admit that they are movies. Like this yeah. movie, I don't think is is so c- obsessed with you seeing every single wire and like it's where it wants to create a good image and a good impact, and it mm-hmm. wants it to do it in the way Sam Raimi wants to do it. And I think that yeah. that supersedes everything else. Like I don't care if the ADR doesn't match the voices exactly. I'm too busy laughing and screaming I don't care and if having the a people good time. screaming blow out the damn, the damn audio which it mm-hmm. does a couple of times and they have to like lower the volume on it a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, like those those flaws are part of what make it lovable because like it's it's about the impact and the impact it's such is a so scrappy good. movie. It's a scrappy scrappy movie. movie. Uh, We love underdog movies. I don't care that the exposition takes forever. I don't care that they're repeating the beats from the first movie. I don't care. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it just works. Mm -hmm. The performances are great. The direction is great. Even though it's very, like, you can tell that some of it is very hobbled together. It's just a good movie. And it's because they, like... They put their whole pussy into it. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> they just did. They did. <laughs> um, this movie so, is a great fun time. It is. It is. And I think that's a good place to stop our um, our last episode. We've gone of over an hour. Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, well, last I episode c- under the name Netflix and Kill. Yeah, we're we're still sticking around. <laughs> the artist formerly known get as the Netflix Saw and Kill. Movies, after all, <laughs> very um, true. Oh my god! Uh, so I just want to give a deep, heartfelt thank you to everyone who has been listening to us. Uh, whether you're a new listener or for the people who have stuck with us since day one, thank you so much. You know, I never thought that this show would get a following. Um, I and I honestly like I was just doing it for fun. Because I truly love making this podcast, but it does also make me really happy that people appreciate it and enjoy listening to our our silly little talks about silly little movies. Y'all actually like listening to our opinions? That's funny. (laughs) We love you and appreciate you. And yeah. Like, we've gotten to know and talk to so many cool people through this podcast, Mm -hmm. or at least I know I have, and I just want to say... Thank you, Kyla. Thank you, Marty, too. But Kyla does so much work and got this podcast together. You deserve the world, and I love you. And Marty, you also deserve the world, and I love you, too. I love you, and you deserve the world. Yeah, I love both of you. You deserve a chainsaw hand. I wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, I I also want to take this chance to give a shout out to our friends at Gaze and Gore on Discord. Y'all, they're the best. And yes. uh, it's kind of surreal that we've like made friends through doing this. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, shout out, shout out there. Um, Gotta shout out the homies. That's what that's what this movie's all about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, for anyone who wants to keep up with us, you can find us on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. But not for very much longer. Yeah, that'll be changing soon. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we'll worry. announce it later. Don't yeah. worry about it. It'll I'm be sure like we'll Evil Dead it. Two. We'll catch you up to speed, and then we'll introduce some fun new little tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just keep an eye on this podcast feed too, because we'll we'll make 
some announcements and uh, ease everyone into the change. But we're we're really excited for the future and what's to come. And, Absolutely. Uh, if you have any suggestions, feel free to throw them our way. I know we have gotten some suggestions before. And uh, I promise I'm not ignoring you. I'm just like, <laughs> I get distracted easily and a bad. There's a lot of horror movies, and things. we'll get to all yeah, of them. This is still have, very, um, very much a homemade thing. It's like I, literally just three friends and some pe- yeah. some other people who show up sometimes, and one of us is doing most of the work. Kai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have written down every single suggestion that people have given us, and I have it in my notes app. Oh, hell app. yeah. So um, we are going to get to some of those eventually, I promise. Yes. Uh, and so also, more... I know my schedule. Oh, go ahead. All the more excuse to keep listening. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I know that my schedule has not allowed me to always um, pop in on every single episode, so I just want to give a shout-out to you two funky folks who are <laughs> fucking awesome for doing a hundred goddamn episodes talking about horror. Like, take a moment. Y'all rock. We Yeah, we've done this a hundred times. <laughs> That's so surreal. Oh, man. How does it feel? Weird. It, it feels, feels like good. it shouldn't. It feels like we shouldn't have done that many. Also, but that's a hundred horror films. Some people that's don't true. even think there are that many. I didn't there's even so think about that, but you're films. right. I feel like we've talked about a hundred movies, and I yet I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, oh so my god, there's so much so weird shit. More. I'm so excited to do yeah. with in the future of this podcast. There's, I'm so excited. It's gonna yeah. be so good. So uh, like I said, stay tuned everyone. We're so excited for what's to come. Big mm-hmm. shout out to everyone. Thank you so much. And as always, may your nightmares be plentiful. And, and many groovy. more.